Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels and within the confines of this nice new design from Tyler Herrick. Looking sweet, um, although I do have to kind of sit down to make sure my head doesn't go underneath it. But looking good, Tyler. Well done. Hope you're all doing well. Good to see everybody already mixing it up in the comment section. Did want to give a just a brief note on something that Tom Silverstein reported this morning that really hasn't been I, that I've seen talked about a whole lot throughout the day on Twitter and the internet in general, uh, where Christian Watson and Eric Stokes will both be seeing a specialist with the University of Wisconsin uh, for their hamstring issues. Uh, listening to Watson's kind of season-ending availability and going back and you know reading and listening to some of his quotes throughout the year, I think it's pretty clear how frustrated um, he is with the situation, all the many games he's missed, working his way back onto the field only to miss more time and then be out there for those final two games. But, I mean, I don't think you can look at those two games and not see how minimal his impact was for a guy who we saw absolutely take the league by storm last season. That's the ceiling, and I think he can absolutely get back there. But obviously he has to be on the field to do so. And the fact that he has spent literally thousands of his own money, thousands of dollars of his own money, uh, trying to work at this problem, and now it's working with the Packers as far as setting up this visit to the UW specialist um, to kind of hopefully guide him through a process of getting this issue under control. I think it speaks to not only his determination and the fact that he recognizes the issue and wants to get a handle on it, uh, but he knows. He knows how talented he is, and he knows what a difference he can make when he's right. We've all seen it. I mean, you just got to look at the Detroit and Kansas City games to see evidence of that this season. Um, and, of course, the stuff he put on tape his rookie year is outstanding and extremely blue-chip special, right? So here's hoping that, you know, this uh, continuing kind of, I guess, education and or rehabilitation and kind of knowledge of his body and how it works and what he can and can't do to get it right. And so he hits the ground running in the summer. Because don't forget, now this is two years in a row where he entered camp on the shelf. You know, how great would it be to start training camp next year and actually have him on the practice field from the jump? Hopefully that's uh, where we're headed now with this um, reported consultation, I guess, as it were, um, with a specialist at UW. Just really, really saw this offense come to life without Christian Watson for much of the year and especially kind of down the stretch while he was on the shelf, adding him back into the mix and getting him involved and utilizing that special talent could only take them to another level. Um, and obviously will help Jordan Love, who I think has shown throughout this season when Watson was available that he has no qualms and no problems with giving him a chance at the football. Wasn't so productive earlier in the season, but certainly became so um, in that Detroit game, the Chiefs game, et cetera. So really, really hope uh, Christian gets a handle on it. And I love the fact that they're being so proactive about it because it's clearly a problem that he's got to get under control. Hello to everybody in the comment section. So good to see you all. Hope you're all doing well. So many Dennis is here. What's up? Adam starting us off with a super chat. What's up? We all know the defense needs work at multiple positions. Just curious, what improvements do you think we need on offense? Thanks, everything you do, Nags. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, the offense, I think you look at the interior of the line is the kind of the one area where you're probably thinking, all right, what's going to happen at right guard? There's a very good chance that 
uh, Runyon is allowed to walk as a free agent. The obvious kind of slide-in replacement is uh, your former third-rounder there, um, Sean Ryan. But that's not a given, right? Who knows what happens as far as development of the guys who are already on the roster, and but especially what happens in the draft. Um, I suspect they'll continue to look for guys that they can kind of mold into their system. We know their type uh, as far as a pretty athletic tackle in college that they can you know, turn into a guard um, at, at the pro level. Um, they've done it so many times. They seem to really have that process down. I'll be surprised if there isn't competition there heading into camp next year. But to me, that's the one area. I know there are some questions about Josh Myers, but it's pretty clear that they love him in the building. Like, I know opinion outside is mixed at best, but I think it's pretty clear that they are banking on him and they want him to be the center going forward for the next couple of years at least. Um, but we'll see. But to me, that's those are the two. That's kind of the area, right? Um, wide receiver, they'll continue to, you know, progress with these guys, develop these young guys that they have on the roster. Wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't put it past them to continue to look at that position in the draft um, just to bolster competition and not, you know, shut their eyes off to possible talent. You know, just because you quote set at a position doesn't mean they're going to be set the next year. And I do think if there's value there, if they're on the clock and the best player available by a wide margin as a wide receiver, I don't think they're going to skip that because, oh, we've got plenty. Um, they're always looking to improve. Um, but then, you know, then the other, I think, pretty obvious point you're going to have to look at is running back, right? I do think they'll look at backs most likely on day three, but maybe day two. Uh, but I think given where they're at with AJ and his contract being up, regardless of whether he's back on some kind of hometown discount. I'll be shocked if Aaron Jones isn't back next year, but he's not getting any younger. He's not, you know, going to be dialing it back on the age department anytime soon. So you've got to get someone I suspect who you can project to give you a little bit more juice. So there's not such a fall off when he has to be on the sideline, which clearly they found a way of working as far as, okay, Aaron needs a breather. We're going to send, I guess in the 49ers game, it was Emmanuel Wilson in there. Wilson's a fine back, but, I think they need more and I think they need somebody where it's not going to be such a drop off. You know, you got to be able to continue to produce. And uh, I think that's something they'll look for in the draft this year. That would be my suspicion. Roberto, what's going on? I know free agency is a rarity in green Bay, but safety is a must. I mean, it's absolutely a must as far as a position they need to improve, but it's not like, you know, they're going to be printing money in free agency this year. I mean, I have seen people talking about Antoine Winfield. Yeah, get over that real quick. There ain't no way they can afford that. They'll do what they've done these last few years. They will pick over probably the second, third, or even fourth wave of free agency. Maybe a Jonathan Owens type, you know? Now, look, I know no one wants to hear that, but that's where they're still at for the most part. Maybe, maybe they can turn the spigot on a little bit for a splash as far as, okay, there's a free agent that maybe is a little bit more on the expensive side, but we can make him work. We really like him fit wise within our scheme, et cetera. But there's only one of those most likely this off season, if any, um, more likely than not, you're going to see a continuation of essentially a thrifty approach to free agency. Um, I think whatever, you know, reinforcements, replenishments, what have you are going to come from the draft. That's just one more year that that's most likely how the Packers are going to operate. Now, this is just guesswork on my part. Maybe they shock us all, you know, but I doubt it. I severely doubt it. 
Adam, what's going on, man? Also wanted to say thank you for a great season of content and for bringing such an amazing community of NFL fans alike together. Makes me proud to be a fan of this amazing organization. Adam, that's incredibly nice of you to say. Thank you so much. I mean, it is about loving the Green Bay Packers, which we all do here. And hey, it's the offseason now, so we got plenty of time. And no topic is off limits. Everything can be talked about, and not everyone's always going to agree on everything, which is fine. But yeah, that's what we do, man. We're all about the Packers. We're all about Packers fans. Thanks for saying that. Really appreciate it. Todd Kersher, thank you for the super sticker, uh, it looks like. Thank you, man. Who else we got up in here? We got Andrew Morin. What's up? Thoughts on John Runyon Jr. locker room interview and tears? I mean, it's pretty clear that's a guy who expects not to be retained and is probably operating under the assumption that he will be hitting free agency. I think he really loves playing in Green Bay for the Packers. I think he really is genuinely upset that he's probably done in Green Bay. You know, I don't know how else you can read that. Um, And look, I thought he, I thought his second year, he was on his way to becoming a long-term solution there at right guard. But the play has been uneven the last couple of seasons. And, you know, as we all know, they are still somewhat hamstrung cap-wise. And it is a young man's game. They will undoubtedly plug and play with their former third rounder and Sean Ryan. And on they go. And he will hit free agency. And I suspect he'll find a good deal somewhere. I mean, he's not going to break the bank or anything. But, I mean, he's a, he's a good NFL guard. And he will find a place where he can go and start. I have zero doubt about that. But the Packers will most likely be moving on. Jeffrey Smith's here. What's up, Jeff? How are you, man? Complicated fella. Caleb Jones is the replacement for Yash next year. He is big and nasty. Yeah, I mean, basically got another redshirt year under his belt. I loved him last summer. This summer he was hurt for much of camp, so we didn't get to see a ton of him. A little bit in the preseason. I really like his game, and he is a way better athlete than I would have thought, given just when you look at the guy. He's so massive, but there are so many plays you can point to, especially that first summer where he gets outside when they're asking him to pull and things, and he's in space, and he's just he's very smooth in space. Way nicer uh, movement skills than I would have thought for a man that size. But yeah, I suspect you're correct. The idea being much like they did with Yash, right? You know, sat him basically for two years, although I think he did actually see a little action on special teams that second season, whereas Caleb has not even seen, like he's not even dressed once. Um, But I do think, you know, there's a reason they've kept him around and I'm excited to see him compete next summer because I'm with you. I think he has the ability to be that swing guy, that tackle that you bring in off the bench if someone gets hurt. And who knows, man? Who knows what happens with Bakhtiari? If Bakhtiari is back, what does that do for Rashid Walker? Walker, who was playing out of his mind down the stretch really, really well. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Cheddarworks, th- like the new overlay graphics. That is all Tyler Herrick, the man, the myth, the legend. David, thank you for everything you gave us this year. Thank you, David. Appreciate you, man. Um, what else we got here, folks? Don't want to miss any super chats. That would be bad, especially uh, biscuits and Gravy. What a name. How you doing? Now that I've licked my wounds with a carry the G drenched tongue and reflected on the season, how amazing was this year? Far exceeded expectations and love proved himself. Lots to look forward to. I said it on the radio this afternoon when I was talking to Billy and Wayne. It's, it's in the conversation. It's in the conversation of my favorite seasons of all time as a Packers fan. 
been watching the Packers all my life for roughly 50 years. This is by far and away one of my favorite seasons. I had a ball. And considering how not much fun I was having back in October, to see the journey they went on and the run they went on late in the season, the way they gelled, and it's the team itself, the joy they played with, the cohesiveness, the togetherness, the almost lightheartedness with which, you know, Bailey not only played, but like just felt kind of around the entire organization from the moment we got there in training camp this year, it all felt different. And that permeated throughout the entire season. I mean, it was such a refreshing change of attitude, course, what have you. Yeah, this year was amazing. I absolutely fell in love with the Packers all over again this season because of this team. Jake, I cannot believe the generosity of this super chat. Thank you so much, man. I knew of Cheesehead TV through a few social media posts, but didn't really know how big or deep this community is. Rams game, I was given a carry the G at the bar. I liked the beer a lot, so I decided to check Cheesehead TV out a tad more. I found the YouTube channel and was astonished to find you, Nags. That is incredibly kind, man. Thank you so much. And who knew? I mean, we, uh, you know, made the beer somewhat as a marketing tool, and it worked. Here you are. So... Wow, that's A, incredibly generous, and B, really lovely of you to say. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Joe, what's up, man? Weren't Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas bargain basement free agent pickups trusting Goot? I mean, yeah, they were. And Devondre was way, way, way late in the process. Don't ever forget that. Like, he came in, I think, during the last minicamp before they broke for the summer. So it wasn't like he was first, third, or even fourth wave of free agency he was right at the tail end um as far as rasul he was a practice squad pickup so he wasn't even a free agent but yeah they've they've got a knack for finding talent um and i do think again with their cap situation they're going to have to continue to be resourceful like you're pointing out because uh they're not out of the woods yet cap wise Uh, what else we got here folks we got ed what's going on man Mason Crosby got over those case of the yips. Hopefully Carlson will get his mojo working. He did make one Saturday that had a really bad snap. Uh, talent is there. Yeah, I agree. The The snaps were not great all night. And to your point, that one that literally skidded on the ground, which shout out Daniel Whalen for even getting that ball up. Um, he did hit that one. It was a shorter one, but he hit it. And I think, yeah, one of the things they're going to have to look at this season is that as we always talk about the uh, operation, as it were, uh, because it didn't seem very smooth much of the year. So we'll see. We'll see if uh, that changes as far as the snapper and the holder, because I suspect the kid will be back and they're going to keep trying to develop him. Todd, thanks for the super chat, man. I listen to almost all your content, but rarely comment. Thanks for your passion, knowledge, and humor that you bring us. You are appreciated. Todd, this is really amazing. Between you and Jake, you guys are going to make me blush. Really appreciate it. Oh, let's see. Callum, how are you? Hope you're doing well, man. I haven't seen you in a while. Do you think we need a running back in the draft if Aaron Jones is out of contract? Thanks, man. Callum, I think Aaron Jones will be back. He's got one more year on his deal that they'll be able to handle, essentially. Um, maybe they work rework the deal a bit. But I think Jones will be back. But I also think, yes, as I was talking about uh, before, they'll draft somebody, I suspect. No matter what happens with Jones or Dylan, I think somebody, uh, if the value is there, it's always a question of, you know, if somebody falls at the right place in the draft that they like, et cetera. But 
yeah, I'd be surprised if they came out of this draft without a running back. I think that will happen. Uh, we still need to bring in competition for Carlson. Yeah, I agree. I think that will happen. I think without a question, though, you'll have a kicker in camp. If not throughout the offseason, then certainly training camp next summer. I think I would count on that. Uh, when do they get out of the cap hole they're in? Matt, one more year. 2025 is when things really open up. Um, next season is okay because you're not dealing with Rodgers anymore. That 40 million plus cap hit is off the books as of 2023. That's the last year they're dealing with Rodgers contract, but still a lot of dead cap that they'll be dealing with from the last few seasons. Um, last year's guys still counting on the cap, things like that. So one more year, one more year. Um, Henry, thanks for the super chat. What position do you want them to draft first? I always love these questions. I, I, Aunt Henry, I'm not being flippant here. I honestly don't care. I really don't. As long as it's not like punter or something, which, you know, then we'd have to check on Brian. But I don't care. I just want good football players, you know, and it's about value. It's about projection. It's about lots of things that rarely get talked about during draft season, but they are the most important fit, scheme, upside, ceiling, all that stuff. You'll hear all that kind of checked like okay we'll talk about that but it's rarely the driver for the content in the offseason but it's the most important stuff and i think you know premium positions are what they mostly tend to look at in the first round so you're talking about the first pick that they make which right now is slated to be 25th overall you know the normal stuff they're always looking at offensive tackles pass rushers corners maybe wide receiver though i doubt it but those are the premium positions and they have stuck by that throughout the years as far as that's what they tend to look at first before everything else. Now, once you get down way back in the draft at the mid twenties, sometimes, you know, you can't, there aren't value picks at those premium positions. So then something creeps up like maybe safety, something like that. But um, yeah, honestly, what do I want them to, I don't care. I just don't just a good football player. Mimsy, what's up? Wisconsin trend, fire bad coaches. I beg Matt to follow. Yeah, right at the end of uh, Billy and I trying to sign off on Carry the G Radio, the, the Bucks news dropped. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe Joe Barry's next, but I'm not holding my breath, guys. I, I've been asked already many times since uh, the game was over on Saturday night. I'll be surprised if Joe Barry's gone. I, re I just don't see it happening, but I've been surprised before. We shall see. I thought for sure, you know, probably going into the Vikings game, the second Vikings game, that he was as good as gone. But the course over the last, you know, three, four games just feels like the vibe, everything Matt has said or mentioned publicly. I don't know, man. It really feels like he's going to be back. But we'll see. Keith says, we need a stud safety. I'll take a safety that can tackle. But, yes, it'd be nice to have a stud safety. I mean, how long has it been? where you've had guys, you know, breaking down in the hole and there's a back or a receiver or whoever, and we just miss or whiff or just tap the dude and throw a shoulder into him and bounce off of him so he can run for another 20 yards. I'm done with that's what I'm done with. Like, stud, great. Yeah, that'll be wonderful. But, man, I just want people who can tackle, get guys on the ground, stop their momentum. I'm so sick and tired of watching our defense get dragged for extra yardage. I want dudes who arrive in a bad mood and get the ball carrier on the ground. 
I don't care where they play. I don't care where they're from. I don't care what they do in their off time. I just want them to hit people and put them on the ground. I'm so tired of it. Uh, what are you and Corey doing after Packer transplants? Love that show. We'll be doing more Packer transplants this off season. Uh, usually we do break from uh, the, uh, like we'll have our final transplants of the season tomorrow. And then traditionally we've not been back at it until like basically training camp. But this season we're going to be doing maybe like once a month, maybe a little fewer than that, but we'll, we'll have a handful of shows throughout the off season. Corey and I want to try and touch base every couple months, probably free agency, the draft, and then, you know, wrapping up the off season kind of thing. But uh, so, yeah, we won't be going anywhere. Nathan, appreciate that, man. Michael, what's up? What are the odds Rich Bisaccia will be back? Go, Pat, go. Yeah, I think pretty good. I know people on the outside are down about Rich, but I don't get the sense in any way, shape, or form that Matt's looking to move on from Rich, not only as his, you know, special teams coordinator, but as his assistant head coach. I think they're tied pretty closely together. Now, of course, I say that into a microphone, and I'll get done here, and there'll be a breaking news. Rich Bisaccia, let go. But, yeah, I don't see that happening. I think he's going to be here for a while. Probably, I would think, either A, as long as Matt is, or B, until he gets another opportunity to interview for a head coaching position and lands it, which doesn't seem to be happening this hiring cycle, but could in the future, especially if the special teams improves. Uh, I want someone who will be absolutely plant George Kittle, big mouth on McAfee. Scott, that's adorable. Packers fans, look, we can't sit here and talk all the junk we talk about the Bears and about the Cowboys, which is warranted. Packers been whooping their ass forever, right? And then turn around and get offended when George Kittle, who actually plays in these games, turns around and gives it back to us. Like, hey, fair play, man. I don't think he's ever lost to the Packers. Of course he should talk. He, uh, those, these are the rules, man. You win, you get to talk. That's why we can talk to Vikings fans and to Bears fans because they ain't never won shit. Like Vikings fans, especially and the Bears fans, most of them yapping on Twitter weren't alive when the Bears won in '85. But you know what I mean? Like we can talk that junk because we are better than them, and it's proven. Scoreboard, titles, wins—it's all there. We get to talk. When it comes to the 49ers. I get to talk a little bit because I remember when Favre and Holmgren would whoop on the 49ers essentially every year for a stretch there. But that has certainly turned around as of late, and George Kittle has been part of that. He's never lost to the Packers that I can recall. He gets to talk. These are the rules, man. You can't get all offended. Fair play to him, man. That's all I can say. Uh... Just kick the 49ers' teeth in the next go-around. I mean, that's the dream, right? We'll see. I thought they took it to them pretty well Saturday night. Just couldn't get out the get out of there with the W. <laughs> Pete, remember when they hired Barry and he dove on the ground in a meeting showing how to tackle and talked about how they were going to have a physical, tough defense? <sighs> yeah, Pete, I remember. I also remember everyone talking about how energetic he was and all that energy he had. and Boy, man, how much has that meant? At all. Lord. I can't. <laughs> Joseph, draft a long snapper in round seven. Man, Corey's head would explode. I mean, I think they got to bring somebody in at long snapper. I don't doubt there's uh, any issue. Uh, 
not issue in question there. Uh, <laughs> the universe is listening. Nova, I don't subscribe to that, but I hear you. Um, Rybach, thanks for being a Carry the G Club member. We need a Chuck Cecil type safety. Oh, baby. Remember Chuck Cecil? Those are fun memories. But the problem is, if you get a Chuck Cecil these days, he's going to you know, be giving you, giving up first downs every other drive because he's hitting people illegally and hard and late and blah, blah, blah. Love me some Chuck Cecil, though. But the game's different now. You need athletes who can tackle but can do it the right way in today's game. You know? It's just, yeah, it's disappointing that the Packers have found themselves in the situation at safety yet again. It seems like they're perennially dealing with that position and needing to expend significant draft resources to try and shore that up. Had Micah Hyde in the room. Remember that? Let him go because you had ha ah, Clinton Dix. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Oh. How much of a need will inside linebacker be this offseason? A bit, Brian. Um, I know there are a lot of people in the fan base who really like Isaiah McDuffie. I think he's perfect for where he's at. He contributes on teams, and he's a great fill-in when somebody gets injured. But you got to do better than that as a starter. Uh, I think there's a really good chance they well, – maybe not really good chance. I think there's a chance they move on from Devondre Campbell. I think they got to work with him on his contract. But, um, you know, look, I – I love Devondre when he first arrived in Green Bay. It's pretty clear that time and injuries have started to catch up to him. I think you give Quay Walker a more explosive running mate, and those two could, whoever they are, could really um, do some nice things together. Uh, I think you've seen in Baltimore how, you know, Patrick Queen a bit lost those first couple seasons. Now he's got a different style of defense, and he's got a better running mate, and he's really come alive. And I think Quay Walker could do the same thing with a better running mate, but we'll see. We'll see. Long way to go. All right. I got to get going. I can't thank you guys enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Uh, Patreon members, care of the G club members. Don't forget uh, top of the hour. We've got happy hour for this week. Look forward to talking to you all. Then in the meantime, the rest of you, please hit like hit subscribe, tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.